listening to The Smoking Section, powered by Symphonic. Here we are. We are um, doing this from Zoom because I'm looking at this guy and he is on his tour bus. Yeah. Where are you? Where exactly? What town are you in right now? We're in Texas. We um, we're doing the three show, you know, because we live here. We're from right. from Texas. Right. So um, we played um, a show at the, the Houston Rodeo last night. And then tonight we're doing a show um, in College Station, Texas, at uh. you know, the the big honky tonk here ah. kind of a, it's one of those places. That, this was like our first um, time to ever sell out a venue. Since, so here in the back in the day in our career, it was wow. our, it, like, we thought we hit it back in like, you know, it was, I mean, that was like 2004 or five or something. And we, it was the first time we had ever sold out like a big venue. It was right here in college station. So we like to come back every once in a while. It's funny. Cause this is our second time to play here since um, going back out on the road from COVID it, like the, the, everything kind of right. um, opened back up here in Texas. And so we played a show here at, um, at, this venue and it, it was kind of our first show back and it was supposed to be acoustic but we were like no we're setting everything up it's gonna be because you know it's a big room it's and, a, yeah yeah, yeah you we're can't setting do, everything up we needed to play the big show you yeah, can't do acoustic in small, small rooms you can't yeah, i mean yeah. in big rooms you can't do that um yeah. so for those of you have caught haven't caught on yet this is uh, the lead singer of the Eli Young Band. Yes, the Eli Young Band, who are multi-platinum selling band. Crazy girl. <laughs> if it breaks your heart. Uh, uh, love ain't. Love ain't. Yeah, I fucking love that. I fucking Thank love you. Love ain't, man. And crazy girl. Good Lord. That got me. Into, that actually got me into you guys was crazy girl. I appreciate that. Well, crazy girl was, I mean, that was the, the song that broke us. I yeah. mean, Literally in, in, in every sense of the words, you know, like, uh, it was, uh, a big one for us. It, it, every, as an artist, you just cross your fingers, you know, that you have one that pushes you over the line and changes everything for you. And everything kind of sparked with that song. Um, all the stars aligned. It was the perfect explosion of everything. I I love that song. I loved all the all the number one hits, but I love always a love song. Oh yeah, man! I that love one the song. Yeah, that was our first top yeah. ten, and then it, it went to ten and then died. But but it did it did good good for us. Other than that, hey, part. that's a that's a big feat getting the top ten. That's a- yeah, no, it was it was a big deal. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. Crazy Girl was our first number one. But right. but love songs was kind of one of the ones that it put us on the map. Wow. So what's been so how how you guys been doing everything? How's everything going? New music's out. They have a new song out called Love Talking. Uh, I listened to it this morning, and it's it's a jam. It's a bop. It's it's one of those where it's like holy shit. This is Eli Young Band is back, baby. <laughs> Man, we're so excited about this one. The last two years have been tough for everyone. Right. I mean, I, I know, but in this industry, I mean, our industry completely shut down and we all had to reorganize, figure out, well, what are we going to do? You know, I, there's a piece of me, you know, like, you know, we were scared. We were trying to figure out how are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to pay our, our crew and employees? Cause they have families too, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, it was a stressful, scary time, but and we had a lot to figure out. But I, me personally, I hit the ground running when it came to the creative side of, of 
of me. You know, I think that I needed the outlet. So um, obviously being home with, with my family and having all that, that time was irreplaceable and, and priceless. Um, but, but when I was home, I just hit the, the ground running as, as far as writing songs. And I wrote over a hundred songs and love talking was one of them. And we're, we're pumped that some of them are actually going to get out there now. Did your, did your, um, is your family get sick and tired of you being home? Like, cause they get, <laughs> it's like you're ruining the routine of life here because you're normally on the road. Like what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, I thought that it was going to be a lot like that, you know, over the years, obviously, you know, we knew there was my wife and my my uh, my daughter because she was she was she's old enough. You know, when COVID started, you know, she remembers everything before my son. He's three. So he you know, the, the last couple of years, you know he knew nothing but me being home all the time. So now going back out on the road, it's, it's a little bit different for him. him. But I think because he was so young, all the schedules, everything was kind of such, such a mess. And, you know, and then my daughter was, you know, at, at school at home, you know, and so everything was kind of being, you know, reworked anyway um but i will say that it was really a priceless time for us um it was that a reset button i think in so many ways um that i personally needed and i think the the band needed and we needed with our families to to kind of remember how lucky we are to to have the jobs we have you know right it's made everyone grateful obviously this last two years has been hell in a way but it's definitely made everyone like kind of open their eyes and be grateful for what they have and grateful for the time they have here um so like what what lesson did you learn because this i i I pride i pride life in like learning and and there's a lesson to be learned in everything that we have everything that we go through or whatever um and everything's everything happens for a reason right so um what obviously because you had time you had time to sit down you had time to, what did you learn about yourself that you didn't realize you didn't know you was like oh shit uh you know kind of thing during during this whole two and especially with writing like what did you learn about yourself and how to like how do you come up with the new ideas that you have for writing you know I, you know i've always kind of been this you know i'm an introvert that tries to be an extrovert mm-hmm. um you know, and, and so so coming back out of of that was difficult for me um, because I got so used to really trying to push outside of that box right. for so long. But it was so easy to stay there for so long during COVID. Um, so I did learn like that's a bigger battle than I than I ever realized. Um, and then also, you know, self-doubt, you know, like going in and, and, and being creative. And, and I learned so much about, um, you know, my equipment and how to, how to record at home over that time period that, that I just thought I can never learn how to really do this. And, and I wasn't that I necessarily didn't think that I had the talent to be able to, to, to know how to work the compression and the BS that goes along all the, all the doohickeys that, that mm-hmm. you work mm-hmm. with to, to record um, stuff at home and, and use it for writing. 
it's not that I didn't think I couldn't do it, um, but I, but it's just the time to be able to sit down and and learn. And so, you know, I took myself to school, you know, during that time period and took advantage of the time. And so I did learn that uh, I still have drive, you know, you know, sometimes in the music industry, whether it's being jaded or, or, um, you know, I mean, this industry can, can, you know, sometimes feel like it's pulling your soul out of you at moments, you know, and it's like, I, you know, especially after you've been at it for a while and you've just got to remind yourself, I, I still love this, you know? And so I, you know, I think I found my drive again and that was really nice. I, yeah, it's crazy. I've said, I've said repeatedly on this podcast to a different artist who, who said something similar to you. Um, this is not, unless you're like a big wig or an artist or whatever, like successful artist, you, you, it's not a money world for you. It's, it's, this is, this is a passion industry where it's like, you have to keep going and motivate yourself because this is what you love to do. It's, it is a love hate relationship, no matter what it's stressful as fuck, but it is a, it is a, (laughs) it is a love hate relationship with the industry. And that's maybe that's with every industry, but it's, I feel like it's more so with music because it's so cutthroat. Um, and it's so political as far as politics being played and things like that. But it's like, and that's part of the game, but that's also the passion that we have where it's like, okay, I will want to do this in order to do this, in order to do this, in order to do this. And that's kind of the thing. It's like, so you becoming you, so you becoming, you being an introverted person, no, naturally and having to really try to be extroverted is it's kind of tough, you know, you you have you, like you said you have to, you have to remember your drive you have to remember your passion for what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, there's a you know if if I'm going to be able to to go out there and play music, then I've got to overcome those things about me that I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it makes me who I am. But at, at the end of the day, it's a it's. It, it's something that, that I need to overcome. And I, I can, and I realized after COVID, obviously that, that it's still a pretty large obstacle, right? Even at, you know, as you get older, you know, we've been in this industry. Uh, well, I mean, we've been a band for, for uh, over 20 years now, um, obviously in the industry and knee deep in the industry is a lot less time because we started, you know, as a garage band and it took us a lot of years to get to a successful point, but but, you know, I will say that in country music, I know you're talking about politically and, and, and you know, the game and all that. Right. Um, I will say, you know, and I've, I've experienced um, genres outside of, of country a little bit um, and had a little taste of it. But I do feel like it like it's a lot less of that in country music. Yeah. Um, yeah. They there are a lot of very genuine people in. No, absolutely. In, country music that really have that passion yeah, and, yeah. and that comes through. And so I, I know that there are some moments of, of politics and, and cutthroatness, but um, luckily we, we have been so fortunate to have surrounded ourselves with, with people that, that care about us and we care about them. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah and, 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 and being um, 
there for each other in this industry. You try to make sure that you are um, a devoted person right. and and colleague. You know, and, and I and I say that, and I, don't, and I don't say that in the mean way. I say it in a way. Oh no, no, no! I didn't take it that way. Yeah, yeah. Like we are, we are very. We're also, we're also very, this, especially country music. Country music is it's it's a family. Like we can, yeah. you know, it's 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 one of those where it's like we can fight within within the family and argue within the family, but the moment that someone outside the family tries to fuck with us, <laughs> we're all supporting yeah. each other no matter what. And that's that's I mean, we're a family, and so it's tough to get into that family. But once you're in, damn it, you're in. Yeah, we got your back, you know, and I think that's that's been a support with I've seen the support of your fans and your fan bases like because country music, I believe, has the best fan base there is. They're very loyal uh, and you guys have literally kicked ass and your fan base has, has constantly grown, especially outside of Texas. You know, you guys started you guys started in Texas. So it's like yeah, uh, you get a lot of artists. I wouldn't say a lot of artists, but there's just I know that there's been artists in the past where people were like, oh, Texas artists is like, oh, they went mainstream. People went mainstream. And it's like, oh, we don't like them anymore because they went mainstream. But it's like, no, it doesn't matter about being mainstream. The music is still the same. The music is still good. And the music will all like it. it so therefore, their fan, their fan base is going to always still be there. You know, um, that's kind of how that's kind of how it is. It's it's country music fans included. There's, it's a big fucking family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that whole, you know, the, obviously the, it, it's tough to, to try to have a conversation about, about the sellout thing because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it, you can't explain kind of what, what you go through when, when you do sign a deal because you, you want to continue doing this and you want to have a career. Mm-hmm. And so um, you want to continue growing. You want to, you want, to continue making um, either better music or, or creatively as artists, you just get bored and you want to try new things. You want to try this, you want to try that. Um, We've been lucky and fortunate to, to always have creative control. Um, And, and with the, the whole being successful in mind, like we, we want, we wanted that. We always wanted that right from day one of starting the band. And so, you know, the, we, I do feel like we caught a lot less slack um, when we um, cut our first major label album because we never talked any trash and we never said, we never, I guess, lit that fire. If you know what I mean, where we said, you know, we're going to, we're we're gonna play here forever and that's that's our plan you know we always wanted to take over the world you know our goals were always madison square garden you know like that you know you know what i mean yeah and so um that's always been a good and that's the goal for everybody it's like you want to get to the top of the the game you want to get to the mountain wherever you go and it's like that's that should be everyone's going i think people will realize that Nowadays, especially, people have realized that, and people have become more supportive for artists who do that. Because you get a lot yeah. of people, you get a lot of fans, and this is not just you, but you get a lot of fans who say, you "Get a lot of fans to say, oh, when this person got a label deal, then all of a sudden their music changed. The music was so much better when they didn't have a label deal. It's like, 
No, they just grew as a person. They just grew creatively. They just yeah. like it's a whole different ball game. Like you just, it, you know, that's really what it is. It's like you just grow yeah. as a person. You and you want to, like you said, you want to try new things, and that is fine. I think people need to understand that as well. They that it's okay to try new things. Yeah, and I can't speak to everybody's story, but yeah. I know I can speak to mine, and I know that that the four of us, Jet Black and Jealous, was our first mm-hmm. major you know, label album and, and, you know, nowadays like that, that one is seen as, as, you know, just as grassrootsy as, as our, you know, level album before that. So, you know, I think that, that, that the, the new stuff, I think a lot of people are hearing that, uh, Mm -hmm. that organic feel, you know, obviously we tried some new things with some of our, like our fingerprints record and, um, and we put out a, that turn it on EP that we put on before that we were trying some new things, but we also realized like, you know, that was fun to do for a second. Um, but, but this new album, there's a lot of space in it and it feels, um, organic and it feels kind of a little bit like, uh, you know, that older stuff in a way of not having to um, fill every little space. You know what I mean? So, so how did you guys, what was the, what was the formula and what was the plan on what songs were going on in this next album? Well, we're not really a formula plan kind of thing. You know, there was a, we had written so many songs over, um, over 2020 um, and then we went into the studio um, in uh, the spring, uh, early spring, late, yeah, early spring of uh, 2021 to record the album. Um, but the, we had so much music, I, and I was really writing a lot of different types of music uh, as far as. Um, different types of plans, you know, um, because I knew I I was writing a lot and I said, you know, it's going to take us a while to cut all this stuff. And so I started really trying to stretch and, and maybe think about some different types of projects that we might have coming up. Um, this one, we kind of wanted to take in, in, uh, in that, that open organic, old rock kind of feel that that we're so known for you know like and so and and i think we did you know um we found um a good place for this album um we worked with two new producers um eric argis who you know is a is a rock guy and and jimmy robbins who is one of one of the best songwriters in town um and i so i was writing with both of them um a lot over 2020 and then um I actually had no idea that that they uh, that Eric was was um, a part of Jimmy's company. It's just one of those things that that songwriters kind of move around to different right. companies all the time, and so I I don't always remember who's with what company, and and so I didn't know that that they you know that Eric was writing with with Jimmy because they're both producers and and so jimmy said hey you know we've got an idea eric and i were talking about you know i know that y'all are looking for producers right now to cut the next record and i fell in love with the idea right away because they were two of the guys that i was making sure i was writing with a lot right um, COVID, and um 
it just turned out so good, man. They're both so talented. And I think that they pulled um, the best out of the four of us. Um, it was so easy, probably the funnest time that we've had in the studio um, in a long time with no stress. Just we went in and had a good time and and something really great came out of it. That's that's amazing. Cause, you know, when you have something special, you see. I, a lot of people, a lot of artists stay with the same writers over and over again. That's normally because something special keeps coming out of those rights. So it's right. like you want to you want to stay in that position as much as possible and keep that feeling going as much as possible. So for them yeah. to be two guys that you have, um, you make sure to write a lot with. Clearly, something came out special with it because clearly, clearly it's working. Yeah, it, so far so good, and I think love talking is going to be the, the perfect introduction to mm-hmm. the next chapter. Um, uh-huh. This song sounds like Eli Young Band, but it's also something completely different than anything we've ever done. Uh-huh. And it's kind of funny because it is so different, and it's this whole new dynamic for us. But there's something about it that just sounds exactly like what what we would do right. you know right and 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 a lot of folks have said this kind of sounds like your older stuff um which i'll, I'll honestly say that's not something we did on purpose i think that right. just happened organically you know and that's that and that's why i said i'm like oh that's why i kept that's why i said at the beginning of the podcast eli young man is back because, yeah, like that. <laughs> because that's that's i mean that's what it was and that's what i meant by that because it does yeah. definitely sound like you know it sounds like something that you guys do back in the day. Vintage, vintage Eli yeah. Band is what it sounds like. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, that sound that everyone loved you for to begin with, you know. Um, yeah. So it, that's pretty fucking cool and pretty fucking amazing. Have you guys named the, named the album yet? Well, we we tend to be pretty predictable. So um, we actually had decided that the album was going to be called Love Talking um, prior to picking the single, but then it ended up being the first single. So um, as predictable as it is, the, the name of the album is going to be Love Talking. So, hey, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. It really is. <laughs> You know, I was really creative over 2020 and 2021, and and it got to the point of naming the record. And um, well, we're just like, you know what? It was like, no, it's fuck it. I'm just gonna go with the one of the songs. <laughs> yeah. So, that, which is something that. that we've done pretty um, consistently. That's yeah. kind of um, our mo. That I mean, that that's that's amazing. When is it coming out? Um, well, we're hoping this summer. This summer, so that's the 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 goal. I I know that they've talked about some dates, but but gotcha, gotcha. It'll be summer. So times. So I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at because we talked before before we started recording, but we talked about how um, I've seen you. I've seen you guys live and tour. You know, ten years over ten years ago. Now at this point. Um, I'm old. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Um, I'm with you. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm old, man. Um, but like you, so you've been on tour with the Kenny Chesnets. You've been on tour with the Rascal Flats and and the Tim McGraws and and Toby Keys and the Darius Ruckers. Um, who have you not been on tour with that you would love to go on tour with right now? Oh man, there's so many. Um, I love Keith Urban. He's always been. Y'all haven't like, been on tour with Keith Urban yet. 
No, he's he's the only one. Now we've we've played shows with, with, with right Keith and his band, and and some of his guys in his band have actually played on our records. Um, um, but we're we're we love Keith Urban. We always have, and so we'd like to do a, a tour at some point with with Keith. Um, you know. We've been so lucky to to play with right. so many artists. Keith, we love Zach Brown Band. You know, like we'd love to do a tour with them. We've played shows together, but we've never done a tour together. I would love to see a song with you guys together too. Yeah, it would be nice. I like I like your idea. <laughs> I would I love. I would love. Could you imagine? Well, first of all, I can imagine that at at, at a CMA and, and being there'd be way too many people on the damn stage. There'd be yeah. way too many people on the stage. Well, at least it's only four of us, you know, like, like, yeah, there's what, 15 of them. Stuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've always stuck to to that, that garage band, right, four guys thing, you know. Right. So, now, but you know, over the course of the years, um, you know, our longtime um auxiliary play that he, uh, Kale Richardson, he played um, guitars and all the other stuff and piano and organ and sang and he right before COVID he was leaving to go do his solo thing. And then, and then COVID hit. Um, but then coming back after COVID, we've kind of, everything has been so unpredictable. Um, we've kind of kept it the four of us until, until everything kind of solidifies for a minute. What's so what's been the hardest thing for you guys to get through together in this business? Because you have bands that, you know, they, you bands that fight. I'm sure you guys are brothers, so I'm sure you guys, like, you know, fight over a lot of decisions or not a lot of decisions, but some decisions are made and you guys just fight over it. It's like, okay, this is fucking ridiculous kind of thing. So what kind of, like, uh, every band goes through it, you know? Um, so what, what's been the hardest struggle that you guys have gotten through with each other in this career? Cover songs. <laughs> you you think i'm lying you think i'm lying um but and it, it does sound like it should be a joke but um we have weathered so many storms together personally um, right. in our personal lives as well as our career you know i mean everything is is uh-huh. you know this constant up and down one day you're 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 on everybody's radar the next day you're not and, <clears throat> we have chosen to weather all those storms together and i mean we still like each other i think that that the the break that we had over 2020 um was much needed um because i think that we have come back with such a deep appreciation of each other mm-hmm. as friend as friends family and as as right. colleagues as, right. as band, you know as members of this band um there's such a, a, a deeper um, appreciation of each other. And that has been really great. Um, but our biggest arguments were always over cover songs. It is the funniest thing because, and, and that's probably why um, we, we, we've, we've uh, created something um, that's special is that, right. that we feel that we've, we kind of came from four different places musically. Right. And and we kind of just brought all this together somewhere here in the middle. And and when it comes down to to choosing the cover songs, um, we we just had some big knockout drag out 
arguments early on in the band. You know, like yeah, over like, cover songs though. I, I know, right? You know, and especially back then, that was uh, you know early on, like when when the clubs would ask you to play, you know, four hours worth of music. We were at a we were at a restaurant last night, and there's this singer that he's on on guitar, and he's playing at this like it's like this this pop up steakhouse that they do um, at the Houston Rodeo, and we're we're playing. And this guy, like an hour and a half into dinner, and he's singing his butt off, man. He just sounds so good. He's got this upper range, just killer, and and. But he said he was an hour and a half in, you know, hasn't taken a break, which, you know, that's that's normal. But but he was probably going to go another four hours. You know, I remember back then. I mean, there, there's no wonder, like I, there was a certain point where it was like, I got to start taking care of my voice, like because I need like recovery time after you play and sing. You sing for four hours straight night after night five nights a week it, it starts to to wear on you so that you've brought a question from my head now about that because now obviously that's kind of what nashville is about here nash you know you go downtown broadway or even midtown you have people who play four-hour sets six days a week five days a week seven days a week how do you what's your advice for those guys who are trying to get out of that routine and trying to actually be act, I wouldn't say they don't, I don't, I'm not saying that they don't get taken seriously, but to go from just not being the person who just plays at the bars and want to go somewhere else to start, you know, you know, excelling and propelling their career as an artist rather than just playing downtown, because obviously the money downtown Nashville is good, clearly, um, depending on the night and shift. But <laughs> how, what, what, what would be your advice to someone trying to get out of that? rim and routine for that i don't know um getting out of that routine it's tough for us because we were in texas you know and and there was a um an appreciation for originality um in texas that that nurtured Mm -hmm. us as musicians and as artists um it was just such. It was there. It was such fertile ground down here um, when it came to being able to um, make your own music and mix it in with the cover songs as you slowly transitioned out of right the the four hour cover band. So that's what what we did. So the only piece of advice that I guess I could really give is to, to write as many songs as you can. And then, you know, when you have your best ones, start playing them. And then hopefully the fans, like they start transitioning to loving, to loving you, you and, and your songs versus you and other people's songs, you know? Right. And so, but you know, I've never been the kind of artist that's like, you have to write all your songs and they have to be, you know, like I, I think that, 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 that every artist should, should do what they feel is best for them. Right. You know, and, and stay true to themselves. And then the fans will appreciate that and should 
because you're being true to yourself. And that's, that's, uh, you know, the going back to the sellout thing, it's like, you can call anyone a sellout all you want, but as long as they're being true to themselves and not lying to themselves about who they are, then, then you can't blame them. Right. And that, and that's right. That's true. Cause it's just being them or being them. You, you have to unapologetically be you. Right. A lot of people don't understand that. I mean, there's some people that should <laughs> that should maybe refrain from being unapologetic yeah. <laughs> themselves. But 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 I will say I will say that there there there's a lot of truth to that in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what country music is about. Country music is really about realness and being being real. You know, we 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 pride ourselves in being the most realist genre there is because we 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 say shit that really matter to us and we like we show we wear our heart we wear our heart doesn't matter how much of a badass you think we are we wear our hearts on our sleeves yeah i i you know i i tend to put myself in a vulnerable situation a lot when it comes to to music um i think especially over over 2020 i mean there was so much um, emotion about, you know, you know, throwing your hands up in certain moments of like, you know, I don't know what to do. Right. I, I, I feel like I've, I've, I've always been able to weather uh, every storm and I feel like I've been able to adapt and make, uh, you know, put together a new plan, but you know, summer of 2020 it was a whole lot of throwing your hands up and saying i just i don't know because the thing is with with a band like us there's four of us in this band you know we're we're not kenny chesney we're not you know the right. uh, stadium act you know we we go out and we play to make a living you know that is what we do and and we we don't come home you know millionaires every day you know like that's not that's not who we are and and uh, yeah like so it was a scary time for us as 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 artists and as a band and so you know there was this vulnerable feeling that that you had to to um to get over and there were a lot, a lot of songs that got written in that vein over over 2020 one of them ended up on the record and it's a song called tell me it is and um and i really feel like it 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 you know that it, it really hit close to home for me i think because it was that moment of vulnerability where it's like man you know telling your wife you know it's like Babe, you've, you you have to take it from here because I I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. You know, wow. tell me it's going to be all right, you know? So I think that uh, there was a lot of vulnerability that came out in songwriting um, over 2020. I think for a lot of people. For, for a lot sure. of people. For a lot of people, for sure. I mean, I mean, I mean come on. I mean, because you, know, you have a lot of artists who probably went through depression through that because they're so used to being on the stage. And so I know for a fact some people would, you know, a couple other friends who I have, you know, they used to be on the, on the road all the time and be on the stage. And the moment that everything shut down, it's like the first six months they were depressed. And it's like, you go through that stuff. We're human beings as well. And I think people, um, 
I think people have in, in even ourselves have the tendency to forget that we're we're still humans. We're like we're we're not just superheroes and have superpowers like we think we are on stage. You know, yeah, we're still human being. We're still, you know, that that person, that dad or that husband, you know, gets that goes through shit in real in the real world. Yeah, that confidence like that 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 you try to display up on stage is not something. It's not real, right? Um, you go up there and you and you give all of yourself, you know, and be, you know, show them. Mm-hmm. This huge entertaining Mike Eli of the Eli Young Band, and it's not, you know, they're they we don't. I think most artists feel this way. We don't we don't always have that that confidence. But like you said a minute ago, like so many of us, we that's such a big part of who we are. Right. And and when we don't get up on stage, you know, I mean, I will say that getting back on stage was tough for me. Um, there was an anxiety, a level of anxiety that, that I hadn't felt in a really long time. Um, I was going to, you just asked my next question. Cause I was going to ask how, cause being you being an introvert, how nerve wracking was it getting back on? Yeah. I mean, it, it was, I, I, the, there was a brand new level of anxiety that I think that, you know, and I'm still, I think I'm still kind of working with that, you know, um, uh, eventually, you know, it'll be, it'll get easier, but, but after you don't play for so long and have the normal normalcy of what the shows are. And I mean, even now the shows are all different and, um, you know, every it's, you're still, we're still working our way out, obviously of, of the pandemic, um, you know, and that's going to take some time, but you know, the show, every show is different and, and there's not necessarily a consistency to, to the venues and to, um, to every part of the show, you go to some places and they're still at half capacity or something like that. And, you know, you're still learning how to do it again, you know, in every way. Lord, that's life. That's, that's how we are. That's how artists are. It's, it's an adrenaline, it's an adrenaline confidence is what I call it. Yeah, I mean, and, and you love the adrenaline. You love the adrenaline. It's a drug. It's it, unfortunately, <laughs> it's 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 an addiction um, that you can't give up. That's why you have you know people like Rolling Stones still going on a freaking tour and staying because it's it's being on that stage. It's a drug. Yeah, it's a drug. I don't think there will ever come a day where I I, I won't want that. You know exactly. Um, exactly. You know I don't think you necessarily ever retire from music. I think you just play a little less and do a little more of and, and cherish parts. And, yeah and cher- and cherish the one the, the shows that you get yeah absolutely you know what i mean well mike i want to thank you for taking time because you were on the road for this i love the song love talking and i hope everyone goes fucking stream it because if you don't i'm gonna slap you just i'm, I'm, kidding. Yeah. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding i'm kidding but i seriously, appreciate it i love you i love this i love this conversation this has been a great conversation um Let's do it again. Next time we'll do it, we'll do it in person. I'll come to Texas. I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> I would love it, man. Absolutely. I've got a whole setup in my in my studio at home where we can we can easily do it. Yeah. Next time, next time I'll come down there. We can. I'll come to Texas. I I've only been in Texas once. It was for twenty four hours. So yeah. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll You're missing out, out, man. I'm missing out. I, I'm here's the thing. The issue is that I'm an Eagles fan. And I, I really, 
I don't go anywhere near Dallas. That's the issue. I try not to go anywhere near Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Dallas is <laughs> is tough. Driving through through Dallas is tough. And obviously, we live in the suburbs, so right, right. So you you, you wouldn't necessarily have to drive through Dallas proper. All right, All right then I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I, I don't see the stadium, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, it was so, good talking to you, Marcus. I appreciate you. it. Bro. No problem, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. This has been another episode of Smoking Section Podcast. Make sure you guys go like everything that we do as far as YouTube. This will be this will be on YouTube. I promise you it will be on YouTube. Um, but go and check us out. Go and check Eli and Ben out. If you haven't heard from them or haven't heard them at all, go listen to this shit. I promise you, you will not forget it. I promise you. You're listening to The Smoking Section. Powered by Symphonic.